was you was listening to some weird commercial about guaranteeing the best St. Patrick's Day ever. And I'm like, wait, what? Who? What? I was listening to a weird commercial. Oh, but it was, well, the, the commercial, commercial was playing was in the background. <laughs> Listen, I was listening to it on your side. I don't know what that was about. I was like, who's promising the best St. Patrick's Day? When has that ever been a thing? But I, I, I guess. Oh, uh, man. All right, you ready? I suppose. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about this week because we missed last week. And let's explain. Well, let me explain why we missed last week. So I don't know how good of a job I've been doing the past two episodes but uh, of eliminating my cough that I've, I've been having. And um, I figured that I had got sick or, you know, a cold or whatever due to my brother's birthday dinner because my, there was a person who was getting over some sickness. And Sarah was talking to her real close, blah, blah. And Sarah, Sarah ended up getting sick, right? So I get this little cough. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Sunday was my mom. My mom's birthday was Monday, but uh, two Sundays ago, I went over there to go see her. And then they started noticing the cough. And I'm thinking, I usually don't get sick. So it must be a side effect of my blood pressure medicine. Because that is one of the side effects, like of coughing or whatever. Even though I've been taking this medicine for a while, I also chopped it up to, oh, Yo, your nasal passages are open and maybe now you're getting the side effects or whatever. True, so, true. I was thinking that. So Monday comes and I'm not feeling well. So I go to a media care and in the middle of my shift of work. So I go to a media care and I go in there and I get seated really quickly. I'm telling them like, yo, I'm feeling flu-like symptoms. Got like a, I feel like I have a slight temperature and I'm having body aches. So I get in there. Now, first things first, they want to do, um, what do they want to do? Oh, take my blood pressure. Now, for those who have not, you should get this done at a doctor's office when you go. They'll take your blood pressure. And I get it done every year for my job's health screening. When you get your blood pressure taken, they usually tell you to roll up a sleeve, if you have the sleeve or whatever, and put the little thing on and blah, blah. Why did they take my blood pressure with a hoodie on? And I'm like, okay, whatever. New technology. <laughs> I guess. So long story short, they're like, oh, your blood pressure is 166 over 101. It's never been that high, right? So they can see my chart. And the lady says, uh, did you take your blood pressure medicine? And I said, no. She says, why not? I said, because I'm supposed to take it at night. Then this woman proceeds to read me the riot act. Why are you taking it at night? Why are you doing this? And I'm up here looking at her like, first of all, I'm not feeling well. Second of all, I get what you're saying because she's like, well, you're going through all this stress during the day, so you should take. But my doctor said this. It wasn't take like it, right. I made I'm the following decision. following instructions. Yeah. yeah. Relax, sis. So the next lady comes in and she's like, well, you can take it in day and night. You know, blah, blah. And long story short, you know, about ain't the, nothing more annoying than going to that and having conflicting advice. Yeah, so from the, people, you like who the hell am I supposed <laughs> to be listening to? So the other lady who gave me the ride, she, she, I guess I don't know. The other lady must have talked to her. She was trying to be nice and was like, "So where do you want me to send your prescription?" So they tested me for strep and they tested me for uh, COVID. I was negative, but I had this pain in my ear. So they uh, and I'm coughing. So they give me something for the cough. Like these little, these pearls are what Sarah calls them. She knew exactly what they were going to prescribe to me. So I go back to work to pick up my stuff because I left it. And my boss was like, yo, just take the half day. Let me know if you're feeling better. So Tuesday I call off. It's like, you know, I still got this cough. So, you know, I'm thinking, well, my blood pressure is high, blah, blah. Let me go to the gym, do some little cardio, something like that. Try to get the blood pressure low. Went to the gym for like 30, 40 minutes, came back. Went to work Wednesday, still had this cough. And now on Wednesday, I'm learning I can't eat, too. Because I think the last time I actually ate something solid was Monday. So I realized, like, oh, shoot, I can't open my mouth that much, and it hurts to chew and swallow. So I'm like, fine. I bought some, like, ice cream sandwiches that I could eat, and then every time I'm going home at night, I'm just going straight to sleep. 
right? And so Thursday hits when we were supposed to pod, and I'm like, fam, we got so many damn shows. We got so much this. Maybe I could just do 30 minutes of this, just recapping the shows or whatever, and I'll be fine. But once again, it was tough. And I'm like, yo, this is not going to work. So I set up another appointment. I was like, you must be super sick if you can't get through a show. When you texted me, it was like, I'm sick, not going to yeah. be. I was like, oh, he must be super sick because usually, you know, you catch a little cold. You just, you yeah. just push through. Yep. I was like, yo, because I was just thinking, yo, 30 minutes, we can we can just do this. We can just recap the shows. It ain't nothing. So Friday, I set up another appointment to go to a media care because Sarah at this point is saying, yo, you probably have an inner ear infection. Right. So, and she didn't want me to work on Friday, but I'm saying, I said, well, Fridays, no kids are there. So I'm not really going to be doing anything. My appointment was like around 6.15. I come home and like, I get off at five that day because I got to go in early. So I'm laying down. I go in there. All right. And it's, it, they have an advocate, which is like this company around here, guys. And inside this Walgreens is right across the street. So I go to this Walgreens. And I was getting like an African doctor. She was nice and everything. So she goes and looks in my ear. And she's like, yeah, you have an infection in your ear. And then she goes and looks in my mouth. And she's like, oh, yeah, swollen tonsils. So I'm sorry, guys, that I'm telling y'all the story this way. So much has escalated. (laughs) Yes. So what I'm not giving y'all is I barely can talk anymore. Like I like my mouth is building up so much saliva and it hurts to talk and it hurts to eat and it hurts to swallow and everything like that. So, so I'm like, so they're like, well, we can't, you need your, your, your right tonsil drained because it is swollen. So I'm like, okay. So they want to send me to like a real medical facility. So we get in the car, tell Sarah, like, you have to call. I can't talk. So she calls and She's like, y'all have somebody do this? And it's getting close to like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. And it's usually when these kind of places close. So Sarah says, forget this. I'm going to call my place because she works at a medical um, uh, uh, immediate care center. And she's like, are y'all busy? Okay, I'm bringing my husband over. So we go over there. And uh, I met some of her coworkers. They were nice. And I met um, the provider. And he says, all right, let me look in your ear. He's like, yes you definitely have an infection in your right ear compared to your left ear, which is normal. So he looks in my mouth and he says, okay, you do have swollen right tonsil, but you don't have the symptoms for it to need it to be drained. And the symptoms were um, voice changing, drooling, and having a problem opening your mouth. And <laughs> I kid y'all that I'm in their office and I got the mask on, and he's like, "Can you? Do you have a problem opening your jaw?" And I'm like, "All right, no, I, I can open my jaw." So, and this is another goofy thing I've been doing. Like, I've been getting prescriptions uh, recently, right? And I always go to Jewel because I'm so used to Jewel. Not realizing that right across the street, this Walgreens is 24 hour pharmacy. So I said, "All right, let's pick the, send my prescription to this Walgreens." So I go home. I go back and lay down and then I wait for this text message for Walgreens to be like, all right, we got a prescription. So then I tell Sarah, she goes and grabs it and I get prescribed some antibiotics. That's what you're supposed to get. Usually when you have an inner ear infection, it goes away, but this didn't go away. So I took the, I took the medicine and as soon as I took this antibiotic, my ear opens up. Oh, nice. That's a good drug. Yeah. So I've been taking, I got to take it for like maybe, what was that? Friday. So I got maybe three more days. Got to do it for 10 days or whatever. So I've been feeling better since taking the antibiotic. But, yeah, that was a that was a rough, rough, rough few weeks. Uh, Emphasis few on rough, you guys. Yeah, I couldn't talk. That shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a really big talker, but, the, like, you can't open your mouth. It can't eat. Oh, my. So Sarah's were like, yo, try some soup. I tried to eat some soup. I couldn't. No, nah. I was like, yo, it's hurting. This is ridiculous. I cannot eat soup. I couldn't eat anything. And this is the worst part about it. So I tell my brother, because I had scheduled, obviously, equal opposites for us to record on Thursday. And then we was going to do Studio Flow on Friday. And I'm like, yo, I'm not going to be able to do Studio Flow Friday either because I still don't feel good. So he tells my parents. I don't know what he explained to them. All they want to do is call me. And I'm like, I cannot talk. I cannot have this long conversation. I can't do anything, blah, blah. Um, but I feel better. Got my halls. Um, and the cough did not go away. 
due to those little pearls. The cough usually don't go away quick. No, the, what I end up doing, because I told Sarah, she was like, uh, you still taking that medicine? I'm like, yo, that medicine's trash. So she said, well, then take something else. And then on Sunday, I went for like a four-mile walk. I was like, maybe I can get some fresh air. Let me go out here and walk. And then when I came back, I went and got NyQuil and DayQuil Severe. And, man, that NyQuil put me to sleep. And that DayQuil, after two days, my cough had um, lessened. And I was like, all right, cool. We can we can do this. And then I haven't taken it in the past two days. So that was my, so my week. Yeah, what it needed to do. Yeah. How how was your week? Your your weekends or t- two weeks or whatever you want to talk about that you feel is interesting that happened in the life of Shell? Nothing. Okay, good, good talk. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm like, it is, you know, first of all, I barely remember a week. You have to remember two weeks. Um, I didn't see Creed yet, so I'm kind of mad uh, about that. I seen Creed. I, Was I, it good? I enjoyed Creed 3. I really did. But so during the week, before, this is what I had to talk about. I have finished not only Creed 2, because I never really watched Creed 2. I was like, let me watch Creed 2 before I go to see Creed 3. I felt like I probably seen Creed 2 so many times in comparison to Creed 1. <laughs> so I watched Creed 2, and I was like, oh, this I, I, was, I really enjoy what they did with making you kind of feel bad for Ivan Drago. Because his country oh, turned yeah, his back on him. Shit. Yeah. yeah country his country turned his back on him. He raising the son by himself. His the mom and the wife left him and everything. So I was like, yo, they did a really good job. But like, yo, you who do you root for? Then Creed 3 come. And I've seen Loki. I don't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp Part 3. Oh, Quantum Man is what it's called. And now I've seen Creed 3. And every time I've seen Jonathan Majors, he is the best actor on the screen <laughs> he is a beast but i will say this without spoiling it too much y'all know it's a rocky movie so anyway too much i can spoil for it why do i be rooting for um bianca and um adonis <laughs> i like yo how come y'all not a real couple y'all y'all could work in real life <laughs> like i need this to be a thing and then did you i don't know if y'all saw this they went to couples counseling for like their characters this year and that in the movie they were in real life and he's like uh, Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson, and he said, yo, I feel like we got a lot closer. I'm like, yo, could you imagine going to couples concert with somebody like you're just pretending to be a couple with and being open and honest about your life? And what your, was this discussion about? Like, what was we talking about? I don't, yo, I don't know. <laughs> but, he, <coughs> excuse me, he felt like it was necessary for their characters. So I was like, all right, whatever it is. But I'm um, happy for them, making $100 million, black-led movie. Yo, I know you've seen Creed 2 a few times, and I've only seen it once. But um, And I barely remember the music in Creed 1. I obviously remember what happened. Has Victory not been in any of these Creed movies? Because I did not hear it in Creed 3. And oh, I'm like, God, I don't remember that. <laughs> I got it. Man, and this might be the last Creed. <laughs> and they might be spinning off into other stuff. And I'm like, how has... Would this be good as the last Creed? Like, the yes, third yeah. movie, this is okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it puts a it puts a bow in the chapter. It puts a bow in the chapter. Oh, real quick too, I saw Ant Man and the Wasp. The part that was so that, that was their part too. I like that movie better than Quantum Mania. I thought it was just fun, and I think Ant Man should be fun. It shouldn't be the weight of the world on an Ant Man movie. It doesn't make any sense. It does not. I agree. Speaking of the sense, I go over. I, I, I mentioned this. I went over to my mom's house on Sunday. I bought her some Chinese food and some scratch offs because you know my parents gamble. And my mom, I guess she wanted some shoes. And she gave the phone to my brother and he ordered some shoes for her. And uh, he asked her, like, who she's going out to eat with the next day. And this brought up a conversation because my mom felt like my dad should be taking her out. And my dad said, I just bought you some shoes. And I'm thinking... Yo, that's a different. I don't listen. I don't, I don't even put a different generation on it because there are probably men who still do this where you're just like, yo, I've done one thing for you. I'm good. Or they have the mindset of, all I got to do is four things throughout the year. And that's Valentine's Day, birthday, <laughs> anniversary, <laughs> Christmas. Leave me alone. We good. <laughs> we good. What are you talking about? I got something quarterly. Yeah. We, we, what are you talking about? What more can you ask for? I, listen, that's a different that's a different mindset. I don't get it. 
Um, I try to do things whenever I, I think of them, which is why I don't really have to worry about Valentine's Day and stuff like that. Hung out with my niece who said school is boring. And I had just like, fam, if you bored in second grade, you have a long, <laughs> a long, long way to go. She's just like, why is Not school she bored? bored? Is she not being challenged? What is what is boring I, about yo, I school? I try to for ask. Her? I try to ask. <laughs> she didn't have. Should no I get the same people doing the same thing every single day? Every day, she had no <laughs> answer for it. And I was like, "Yo, listen, I don't know if I, oh." And then I try to tell her about me, <laughs> and I don't know how much I should tell this little girl, but I was telling her that when I was in school, I would talk and crack jokes, and she was like. You were a clown class? I'm like, a class clown? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and I said, sort of, kind of. I did tell her that I got sent home with a note one time for being disruptive. And her, her face was just like, what? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she How can. could you? Yeah, I was in grade school. I guess I was bored like her. <laughs> trying to make people laugh. Bored in the house and I'm in a house board or yeah. in school board. Um. Another thing I watched last week, I I meant to put this in the group to hope hopefully y'all are watching this. That Amarion documentary that I guess he's figured. Listen, oh, y'all did it come on. Yeah, it came on uh, last week. It's, it's I forgot. I watched that documentary. Ooh, can I still watch it? Yeah, it's five parts. I'm pretty. I you know what? I don't know how your system is set up. We have Philo. All I know is I recorded it. And there wasn't an on-demand option either. I was like, wait, good thing I recorded this damn thing, but I don't know. Right. Uh, if what we channel t- did it come on? Uh, WeTV. It's on WeTV. It, it looked, Is it worth watching? Let me ask the right yeah, question. All right, listen. Yes, because it's not edited well, but it is giving you a story. And I hate, I'm not a fan of, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Right. And that's how this documentary is because it starts off with the last show in Las Vegas and how everybody's so excited. But then like, let's go all the way back. And there was a point in there where I'm trying to figure out because Amarion has say so over all this is his documentary. They were talking about, yo, we're going to get the show together. So Amarion was the first to sign on. And it said, then there was no movement for four months because Jay Book wanted to, not, he just was like, I'm not going to sign until I can have a conversation with Amaria to see where his head is. And I said, I felt like that's, that seems right. And I get, but I get from yeah, both sides. That I makes get sense to me. Jay Book saying, yo, is we good? Is this going to be fine? And I get Amaria saying, nigga, just, just do the show. I don't need to be y'all friend. But <laughs> I don't understand why Amaria put that in there as if, he was gonna look good for being that version of himself, and then it ended with the up with uh when uh Fizz had said I'm off the tour, you know, and then Amarion's trying to talk him off the ledge and stuff like that. But talk Fizz off the tour. Sorry, I mean, sorry, from- not Fizz, Rasby. I'm my, my bad. I'm about to say, wait a second. But they got all that in there, Raz. I mean, Fizz and April in there and all that. They 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 doing it. So that was part one. Part two comes on tonight. We record this. We're recording on Thursday, the night we usually record at nine, ten, nine Cinder, I believe, oh, is when let it comes me on. Go ahead and go look at WeTV. What channel is WeTV on? Yo, I couldn't here? help you. <laughs> Can't <laughs> help you. Oh, we shouldn't have left that um, that Creed conversation too much because I forgot we didn't talk about Michael B. Jordan and the red carpet. Then the director and the star of Creed 3. And you know, we know each other. We go way back all the way to Chad Science in Newark, okay? What a corny kid, right? <laughs> no, I did not say that. Misquoted for sure. No, you did not hear me say I said we used to make fun of the name. But yeah, he is obviously killing things out here. How is the difference between you actually directing and working with the same people that you were directed with versus? Uh, it, it was it was awesome. You know, I'm having, it's a family vibe. Yeah. Last nine nine years of my life, um, I spent on the Creed films. Uh, they're very supportive. You know, Tessa, uh, Felicia, Rashad, Wood Harris, people that see me grow up. Yeah. And uh, for the fact that they, I stepped behind the camera and finally got a chance to direct them, they they, they loved it. They embraced it, and uh, it was a wonderful experience. Being called corny, did you have any thoughts on, on any of that? Nope. 
I didn't either. I, a lot of people were saying, oh, he handled that wrong and blah, blah. I said, but he still did the interview. He just called her. Right. Out. He just was like, I remember what you said. Yeah. and I, Or you, or I can see people saying, well, technically she didn't call him corny. It was the other girl, Dominique. Uh, L'Oreal said that they made fun of his name and made fun of him from uh, bringing headshots. He still, you, you got the gist of it. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, and I'm glad that you know it's been two weeks and we ne- it, people have moved on. It wasn't that serious to hold on to it. Um, anything else in here? There was a real quick before because we got some shows to talk about, y'all. Don't worry. Um, the American Girl doll was that it? People felt some type of way because they released a new historic doll in the historic. Did they- and the historic I doll used to was, want an American Girl doll so bad. <laughs> this is funny. The historic doll was based on 1999, and people started feeling old. And I was like, what y'all thought I was going <laughs> I was like, Come yeah, on. 1999, then they're 30 years away, right? Oh, yeah. 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 We're almost 30 years away. We're six years away from it. Um, and it had this. What does this doll look like? I feel like I need she to She was wearing over, short overalls. Okay. <laughs> Uh, 1999 American. Yeah, American Girls' newest historical dolls are from 1999. If you're a millennial, and I'm sure you did, you just did a split take. This is Yahoo's story on it. Oh, one, one, I see one dressing overall. I see one look like she in Clueless. Isabel look like she from Clueless, and Nikki look like she. I'm gonna say Isabel and Nikki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weren't the 90s just yesterday? As if. Yeah. I mean, it feel like it. Don't it? But definitely giving clueless. Definitely giving clueless. Oh, look at the Pizza Hut book it. That's so random. <laughs> oh, man. Care Bear. I used to, I'm talking about, I wanted an American Girl doll so bad. All because of the fashions, though. It had nothing to do. I know people was like, they wanted a white doll or a black doll or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I wanted, which doll was it? Uh, I was torn between, I want to say Emily, was that her name? <laughs> Do we have all the dolls? Where you got a list of American Girl dolls? It got to be somewhere. American Girl dolls website. 18-inch dolls, baby dolls, and doll furnitures. I feel like it's so hard to find them now. They got so many of these dang on things. Yeah. And then they, they're in sections. Girl of the Year, historical characters, World by Us, Willie Wishes. Oh, it was Molly, I think it was. It was Molly because she had the little circle glasses. And then what was the other girl that I used to love? Oh, Molly does have circle glasses. Mm-hmm. See, <laughs> I remember. $115. Well, you can get a collection for two forty one. Who is the other freaking girl? She was the one. I feel like she was um, from like Europe or something. She gave me very plush. (laughs) (sighs) Courtney, Samantha. They got last names too. Samantha. 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 It was something. Where are you finding them? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on all. I'm on all American Girl dolls, so I can start seeing the names. That's why I was like Samantha Parkinson. They have that last names too. Yeah, they had little storybooks that went with them, and they had their backgrounds. Or like, I think one of them. It might have been Samantha, but that was like from like the Holocaust time. And then you had like Abby, the black one, who was like from you know Z time. And yeah, they had all these little background stories. Yeah, I'm looking at the little books they come with. Okay. Uh, Claudia Wells. She did I no? Her name was not Claudia. It was Monica. I was like, did I date a, I'm that date? But did I go to school with a Claudia? A Claudia? Uh, truly, me. All right, I ain't know it was this serious. Man, I'm talking about. They had the fashions. They had Melody like, Ellison. She looked like she from the '60s. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at all these little dolls. How heavy are they? I'm, I'm, I was sick. I was sick. I used to want. I used to want them so much. And they had like all these sets, and then you can get matching outfits to match you with your doll, right? Because you had like the bedroom set, and you had the like in the school set, and they had the little journals that you can write with. And they all would just had these different backgrounds, and it was so dope. And like if you, I don't think they did it in my time, but like now, 
say your doll break, right? Like you broke an arm yeah. or something like that. You take it back to American Girl Doll to get fixed and they wrap it in a cast. Yeah, like see, you like doll you took doctors it to the at your service. When accidents yes, happen, our on site medical staff make sure okay. the cutest thing ever. They got salon ever. services. You go to Chicago, 835 Michigan Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60611. Yep. Mm-hmm. The amount of times I went to the American Girl Doll store. <laughs> yep. All right. It's that, real in these streets. That might be it for uh let's get into TV. So we had oh, so before we even get to our TV, Chris Rock, did you watch this? I did watch Mr. Chris Rock. What were your thoughts? I thought it was okay. And I thought it was better than Tambourine. I did that. I will commend him for doing it live. I already heard the Netflix has fixed his flub with he mentioned concussion instead of he mentioned em, em, emancipation instead of concussion or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, messed up. But here's my thing. I think the rest of it should have been it could should have been at a higher level because it got overshadowed by the last 20 minutes or 10 or 15 minutes. The last um, 10 to 15 minutes was the best part. I'm saying, but the other part would even like, so once you get to that part, which like, to me, I guess if you take that part out, you're like, all right, maybe you had a six or a seven. Then you get to that part and you're like, well, shoot, that might be four or five before then. I enjoyed the story about the daughter. I thought that was funny. I, I, I didn't have a problem. I just thought it was too long. I felt like all of his <laughs> jokes was a little too long. Yeah. And it seems as if he doesn't know who he is because. He said at one point when he talked about dating that he wanted to date somebody 10 to 15 years. You know, that's the, that's the limit. Fine. But Chris Rock is 60. So that means 50 to 45. Doja Cat is not in that area. Why no. was Doja Cat name brought up? <laughs> he had to find somebody young. Yeah, that y'all knew about. Um, I didn't have a problem with the last part either. Like people was like, well, he kept calling. Well, listen, he kept Jada's name out of his mouth. <laughs> called her a bitch listen match your business and I was like they was just they were so annoyed with him and I'm like first and foremost this is the first time Chris talked about it Will Smith had been going on doing these interviews for a year this was yeah. the first time Chris Rock had his piece to say about it yep what's so wrong with that yeah and technically it was the first time we heard it because from other people who have seen the show because he's been touring they was like yeah this he, this is part of the show um I, I I like I had no problem with it. You not you don't get to pick and choose how somebody reacts or responds to what you trauma you inflicted on them. Um, I'm cool if they never get along. <laughs> it doesn't bother. It wasn't yeah, like I was never going to be friends again. That's yeah. quite obvious. Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too like. Oh, so that's the reason you didn't fight because you was raised right. I don't think. I don't think that was what was going through your mind at that moment where you was like. I should just beat this dude ass on the stage. I think partially, like, I'm on stage in this setting. I'm not about to fight you back. I do think Uh, part of that is you don't fight around, what he said, you don't fight Fight around around white people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I thought it was okay. That was good. Look, it's it. The last part was good. It was a seven for me. Yeah, it it was at that part. It's like, but man, I don't know. The way Chris used to command that stage and them older ones. He just seemed all over the place a little bit. Yeah. And not really because it's not like he was talking a lot. It's just, you're right, like it didn't seem comfortable or he didn't, maybe he had some jokes that didn't know if he wanted to use and so we used some of these. I don't know. It was missing something. Yeah, it was also, there was this one part where he talked about, which which, which wasn't even funny to me. It was just touching where his, where, where um when he brought up his mom and what she'd been through and now what his daughter is in Paris cooking. And when you get to, he talked about the dentist and going to the vet. And I don't know if this was a flub or what, but he said, um, every kid gets their teeth pulled. And I'm like, no, every kid doesn't get their teeth pulled. They go to the dentist to get cleaned. So I don't know if that was a flub or whatever. Cause it's like, cause when he got, when he was even explaining this joke about it, you can't, you only have to go to a black dentist and if you couldn't go to a black dentist, you went to uh, a vet, a veterinarian, and he got to the teeth. And I'm like, oh, so you like buy the apple or you have to shut the door to get your teeth pulled or whatever. Like, I was like, I don't know what he was going with that, but I enjoyed the the uh, him giving us the point A to point B from his mom to his daughter. Yeah. Um, him dating. 
about the difference between 25-year-olds and 40-year-olds with the want the roof and the dark. I thought that was funny where he talked about you got the worst model of whatever good car brand. I was like, okay. But the 25-year-old being happy with shoes. I was also like, what 45-year-old is you talking to? That's my other thought. Yes. I was like, damn, was Chris funnier when he was married and cheating? <laughs> was that the was that the what, did he need that? What do you think about the abortion joke? People are like now people think that he's pro life, and I'm like, why would he lie about having abortions? I mean, I guess he's a comedian, but it's a weird thing to lie about to get to point where he's like, well, you're killing babies, kill as many babies as you want. I thought he was just to make people uncomfortable. I didn't. It wasn't funny though. But I was like, okay. And right. it, it, most of it wasn't <laughs> funny. And if I'm being honest, like, okay. Chris Rock is a thinker kind of comedian. It's not so much like funny. It's funny because you like thought about it and it's like shit, right? So it might make it funny. Yeah. But he's not out here like punch lines, gut punching ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when people was talking about, I'm like, Chris Rock gave you a Chris Rock show is really how I got it. Just a little, a little lackluster than his previous ones. They said that I've seen people suggest to watch the Marlon stand up, but then they said Marlon does a whole hour on the slap. And I'm like, fam. A whole hour on the slap. I I don't know if I can do that, and I never thought Marlon was good at stand up, so I don't know if I'll be checking that out. Okay, true. We have two parts of Real Housewives of Potomac. We have four episodes of Snowfall, and we have three episodes of Bel Air. Are you all the way caught up on everything? I have. I keep forgetting about Bel Air. I ain't seen not a single episode of Bel. I keep forgetting about it. Every time I'm like, I need something to watch. I never think to watch ballet. I don't know why. I forgot it. Was, I forget it today. So today we had parent-teacher conference. And my head custodian was like, yo, you want to come in early? I'm like, yeah. So I got there at 6.30 in the morning. And he's like, yo, do some dusting because you're going to have teachers in. And then work on the stage because we have, you know, a music area or whatever. So I'm up there. And around 7.30, I think it is, I said, you know, let me watch this Real Housewives of Potomac Part 3. Then it was like 90 minutes. And I'm like, thank God for Peacock and no commercials. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. So it's, with no out commercials, it'll be in like an hour and four minutes. So I watched that. And then after that, I watched an episode of Bel Air. And then after that, I watched Snowfall. So I watched all of them today. Let's start off with Real House of the Potomac. The episode before, I think only two things really stand out in this. Well, I only have comments, unless you bring up some more things. It's, um, um, what is it? Jackie and Mia, I felt like that went nowhere with their little books and binders and you're not the CEO, blah, blah. And that colorism conversation. I got confused. What was the reason? <laughs> so I get, I, I, listen, I, pre, I understand you have to edit it for time. And it seemed like it was edited. But when Candace started off with, I don't think any of us are colorists, but it seemed like her point was, what the audience reaction she gets as being a darker skinned woman for some of the things she does versus whatever. I felt like that fell on deaf ears and it fell even more on deaf ears. in part three, when she's like, gets at Giselle for being like your proximity to whiteness. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> this ain't going to work. And Ashley was like, we just had this conversation and blah, 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 blah. Part three, what part three has to right. I felt like that didn't do anything. Um, I do like Karen commenting on that little sketch they put up there. Um, the husband showed up, Giselle and Chris got nowhere because I really understood what Chris was saying with, but what did I do? <laughs> you know, if you felt some type of way, you felt some type of way, but I didn't really do anything. And Giselle didn't have a good answer for that. Did you think she did? No, because he didn't do anything to her. Yeah, and she's in. He, like, he made him come for what he did. What did he do? Y'all, y'all decided y'all was going to talk, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all went to the room. If you didn't want, and then you, like he said, if you was like, oh, I thought my people in this room and they weren't, we could step back out. He didn't do anything to you. I'm confused. You <laughs> act like he touched you, caressed yeah. you. And I got um, their point of being very upset. Like, we did not do anything in the way you insinuated. Because not only did you say it, then you laid it on thick by calling him a sneaky link. And talking about he came there to talk about his wife and vent to his wife. Like you made it all seem suspicious. And you know what you was doing. You sat on the stage and you played these people's face. And he brought up it's weird because to me, outside looking in is 
fine. You, you are entitled to your feelings. We're not taking that away from you. But she never thought at once for once that, man, I might have felt made him feel some type of way talking about this man's dick constantly. <laughs> like, and, he, and okay, I, was like, I guess he didn't say that on the reunion. So I was watching an interview with mm-hmm. him. Did he say it on the reunion? Yeah, he brought it up on the reunion. He's like, oh, he's, okay. You constantly four seasons mm-hmm. talk about my pink and brown penis. Yeah. Why is that okay? Yeah. And it, and it, and it, it does. I don't know. And it, it felt like it, they got nowhere with it. Um, speaking of nowhere, Robin. That little, well, here's some more bonus footage. You could have kept that. Robin sounds so silly. <laughs> and it's, and, I, and I, I get she wants this to work with her and Juan, who did not show up. I was like, how do you get to that? Well, he's at work. I'm like, mm-hmm. He never shows up. Juan never. I think he hasn't came since the first season or the first year, like the first one. So he don't show up. And she's, I want to tell all the haters and all this. And I believed him when he said this and that. And Randy made up a good point when he said, well, why are you didn't bring this up on the show? Well, because we were past it. But this was one of the reasons why the wedding got pushed back, and that was part of it. Why didn't you say, you know, like, what's taking the wedding so long? You know, we had some problems with infidelity, which is why. And fuck that. Y'all said that this happened, or he started talking to her during COVID. You filmed during COVID. Yeah. When you was crying in the bed talking about, I'm so sad, and I can't get You should have said, I'm so sad because my man is cheating on me. And that is why. That is, this ain't new. And people been begging you for to have a storyline for forever. You finally have a storyline and you still don't want to tell the storyline? Here's the thing, too, though. <laughs> like, what? I don't get it. It's, it's, it's either he is cheating on her or did cheat and lied because he got caught or whatever. Or he dumb. Because I still don't get over, I'm going to pay for this girl's room. Because if we ain't got nothing to do, I'm not paying for I nothing. I think they got an agreement. Okay. Who wanted the other girl or wanted Robin? Robin. Okay. Yep. I think they co-parent or whatever in okay. a sense for the kids. But he can do what he want to do because the way he talked to her, then it never seemed like they really like each other. Hey, yo, the, listen, what is going on? Like, I'm, I can't judge these people. Not judge, but that's not the word I'm looking for, but maybe it is. The way these people's marriages is constructed where uh gordon gets on stage i, well, I think it might been before, before gordon got on there when mia was talking to jacqueline and brought up the fact that when you said i needed more dick that was a shot at my husband because he had prostate cancer and i mm-hmm. guess his dick don't work no more and then but it was like look i don't know how i, I never had a prostate cancer scare thank god but my thing is like well then this gives more credence to the people who were like man all these people got agreements and they can be messing around uh-huh. with everything and, but then, what, what? Maybe I'm I'm confused. I'm trying to understand when they got to talking about after they got done shooting, the ladies showed each other their coochies, and I'm like, uh, is I've this... never been that drunk. Yeah, uh, listen. <laughs> what I don't get about this, besides y'all showing each other y'all coochies, is Wendy being hyped that she got named Pretty Coochie. And I'm like, does it matter? Does your husband think you're, you got, he's the you got the prettiest coochie you ever seen? Who cares about some women you ain't fucking? <laughs> Who says? I, I ain't never been this drunk. That's all I got. That's all I got. Um, anything else happened? They all had, I guess, a dance to what's his name because he brought the JBL peel or whatever. I, I don't know. Listen, the reunion was very lackluster. How uh, how is it going to work next year? Because Candace read. Well, what's up, girl? Giselle, you got no soul, you bitch Damn. ass. But I'm like, yo, how y'all gonna shoot next year? <laughs> like, read her down. That's the and you had some of the stuff that happened off air. There's all the stuff that happened with Rob, Robin and Juan. Candace felt strongly about, like, yo, y'all threw my husband under the bus. Mm-hmm. And we suffered. And we, because I think prior to they kind of made amends. But then she was like, I felt like she sat in my face and laughed the whole fucking reunion. Yeah. So that's an issue. Um, obviously, Candace and Wendy gonna be friends. I think Wendy and Ashley has a relationship. Um, but I don't... That's, that's all. I mean, I think... Does Mia have to rent an apartment in Potomac area to be able to come back? How does this work? First of all, bitch, if you broke, why is you renting 
How much did she say that penthouse apartment or whatever was? I, man. Way too much money. If you don't humble yourself, who is this for? I don't know. You got anything on uh, Juice Adora and her man getting divorced and Juice fucking with Mimi Faust girlfriend? Yeah, I ain't read that half of it. I saw it in the headlines, but I ain't go double check. It was just, but, um, they, they said me, me and her confirmed that they were, I guess, flirting. I don't know if that's, but I'm like, this is, what is going on here? She was begging this man to adopt her child. And why, like, and I, and I listen, I'm not saying that rumor is true. It's just saying my, my name couldn't be that even that close to a proxy, to a rumor like that if I'm wanting somebody to be whole with the I family. I mean, but I feel like it says a lot that he didn't, and I think it's because he never wanted to be with her anyway, because he was a terrible husband. Um, the moment <laughs> they got on the show, he was like, why is you with this man? The way he talked to her and treated her just <laughs> didn't make sense. It's just like, why would you stay with him? The man went to Tampa for three days and didn't <laughs> tell you nothing. Did You got rumors with all the, the, the secretaries or whatever. Nothing. You said nothing? You let this shit slide. Yeah. Nah, B. Um, Good riddance. I think the internet making us dumber before we get into Snowfall. Okay. Uh, that Nick Cannon who's having my baby, people really believed it. Guys, you're on a game show right now. Kevin Hart and Nick Cannon are coming to E for the mother of all game shows. Having my baby with Nick you're gonna get some contestants that wanna have your baby. We're not kidding around. Eeny, meeny, miny. Let's go! Who's having my baby with Nick Cannon, hosted by Kevin Hart, this spring only on E. And I, I for one, I like. Who did what? So there was this this thing going around, this promo for E. Sam. There's gonna be a new game show called. Uh, Nick Cannon's Who's Having My Baby hosted by Kevin Hart. And this was going on (laughs) in the beginning of the week. And I thought to myself like nah, I know this man having kids like it ain't nothing, but I don't believe he will make a game show out of it. People like nah, you can see this happening this randomness, blah blah. So this was like Monday. And then or maybe it was Tuesday. And then uh, the next day it was like no, it's part of, it was a sketch that's part of Kevin Hart's show that's going to be on E. And I was like, because here's the thing. I didn't think E would have pushed himself to it. And I know Kevin and him are good friends, but I don't think Kevin uh-huh. would get involved in his baby making stuff. Bullshit, yeah. yeah, he wouldn't do that part. So that's what, that's what made me not believe it. But everybody was just going like, no, nah, he going to have his show. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think he going to do that. Uh, let's see. Um, Young Miami wants monogamy. Are you gonna watch Married to Medicine now? The Phaedra is on there. No. No. Okay. Um, it come. There was another rumor that Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion wanted to be wanted to redo Baps. They said that's not true. Cardi B said, "I." Oh, know. I like that idea. Though. I, I was too. actually here for that. Yeah, I Cardi- was like, okay, this is cute. They should. <laughs> I thought so too. I was like, I can see that working. I can see that working. Oh, let me listen real quick. So I guess Young Miami says she is now single. And she is Girl, na- you've been single. She, she has. <laughs> and she's not going to share her next man. And for those who be like, well, she going to be single because nobody want to date a urine a um, or a stall or blah, blah. Y'all underestimate the nastiness of men. And I'm not, and that, and I'm not judging. Y'all do whatever y'all want. But the men who are into that, young Miami looking like a snack now. Like, oh shit, she 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 letting a pee on you. Oh, I want y'all gotta stop acting like men don't care. It's like, oh, not, I don't even want to say care because some men are into that. So she, yeah. I, I'm not worried about her finding somebody. Like, yeah, I don't know y'all. And she's a celebrity, so yeah. that's on top of everything else. All them little celebrities be on some weird shit. Yeah, I was like, y'all, y'all need to stop it. Let's see. Juice Adora accuses Ralph Pittman of cheating and abuse in a minute court filing. <sighs> All right. All I right. hope we get to see this. Snowfall, man. Listen, man. <laughs> Woo. Hey, listen. Hey, it started it start a little slow to me. The first two episodes, it was cool. It was cool. I was talking to my brother yesterday before this ep- before episode four had dropped. I said, I'd have been fine with episode three being episode one. 
Because at first, when episode three kicked off, I said, yo, man, we ain't got time to be in Africa. <laughs> I was like, yo, what are we doing? But then when Wanda and Lee had came back, and I called and Dude, they went through them, them, them people they murdered. I went, I called Dude Point Dexter. I forgot his real name, but uh, yeah, when he broke them, he he caught them up. I said, Oh, we could have started here, we could have started with this war because we knew they were already at odds or whatever, right? But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, Jerome, you need an episode two to get to the war, though. That's true. Um, Jerome, one of my favorites, no longer my favorite. I feel like he's being controlled by Louie. I agree with that. Um, and this is this is just a minor gripe, guys. Fuck around and gonna get him killed. Minor gripe. Every time Snowfall does something, not every time, but it was just it'd be so often they'll do something that's like a serious scene, but then it comes off ridiculous. How long is Jerome's arms? He pipping arms. How could he have slapped <laughs> so Franklin across that table? <laughs> that many times and then Franklin breaks a gun I'm like what is going on in this scene it was the it was him taking the slap for me oh yeah yeah, yeah. the way his face was like choo choo like he came right back I was like oh shit <laughs> come on now Franklin alright before we get too far though what did you think about Jerome killing um, Black Diamond man no no I was like Jerome I was on his screen Jerome stop she don't know nothing. That, yo, thank you for bringing that part up. That bothered me the most. It wasn't the fact that Jerome got the drop on him thanks to Big D for running his mouth. It was the fact that you don't know your nephew enough that he, after the moves, he, he after the last move, he yeah. would not tell nobody. Yeah. You should have known that. that. part. The part of the part that maybe that was confusing about that scene to me was. To me, I mean, I guess I get it because he was, he was angry. So this is like your anger reacting and not yeah. like your mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, he was like he was acting off feelings, not facts. Um, why would cops help him out? Obviously, they got the dirty cop, but then why would those other cops help him get they drunk? all dirty? Oh, well, they, and I'm sure they all offered some money. It had to because I was just like, what is? Why would y'all care about some drugs in the streets like this? We get this shootout. I'm trying to see if there's anything. Well, Dallas is out, which makes sense. Franklin had met with Ruben because of his mom. Oh, and then um. And I'm looking at episode two. Franklin met with V's mom, and she won a 10 percent fee. I'm here for. We we talked about knives out a few weeks ago. I'm here for murder mysteries, where everybody's a suspect. I don't know if I'm here for crime shows where I can't trust nobody. Why? Well, I just want to trust somebody, y'all. And, you can't and, trust and, not a person. And here's the thing: it, it, it levels to this, right? I can't trust. I don't trust V just a little bit. I don't really trust, I don't her, trust mama. her at all. Listen, I don't, I don't trust, trust her mama. Her but then I'm looking at Sissy, and I trust Sissy, but I don't trust Ruben. I think I Sissy go <laughs> go end up get him in trouble. I had some thoughts. I had a thought. How was Leon? How was Leon in the birthplace of braids with the same braids? <laughs> Not the birthplace of braids. <laughs> Like, also, ah. shout out to them for actually shooting in Ghana. Yeah, it looked amazing. I was, it I was really surprised. Did. Had I never, if I never wanted to go to Africa, that made me want to go to Africa. Yeah, I wanted to go just to to. Uh, I'm not just to, but I wanted to visit, visit Ghana because I know that's where most of us came from, and just to do that door of no return one time because there's no way I'm going to be able to do that twice because everybody's like, "Yo, that is too emotional." <clears throat> but I was confused about this thing about that because Wanda had bought her grandmother a necklace, right? And hold on. <clears throat> and she didn't want to go back to to LA Compton or whatever. <clears throat> so I thought to myself, how was your mama getting this necklace back? <laughs> right? I was thinking that too. I was like, was that before the conversation or after the conversation? I forgot the order of that it was all happening. But so, so they come back, and so Lee convinces her because he wants to make amends for what he did. Right? Fine. But to go back and you had no other place other than the hood to live in, which is wow, cool. Which is wow because let me hear you hear me out. You got money. 
Yeah, I didn't understand this. I was like, I'm not moving back to the PJs, okay? So, and then what happened to the houses that Franklin got everybody in the beginning? I thought about those houses too. I really did. I was like, I remember him and Kevin, they was on the block. And, my, and so Wanda goes to see her grandmother. And her grandmother remembers the old Wanda who beat her ass and all that. Understandable. My thought is this. One, you were clean before you left. You were working yeah, for Franklin. You never you went was, back to yeah. You never you and your grandmother never had this conversation. I felt like this should have happened already. Yeah. Uh I did appreciate in episode four the conversation with Sissy about like, yo, it's hard. I'm seeing this rock everywhere and you gotta find something bigger. So she started working at the shelter. I love that. But even that <laughs> seemed oddly placed. Like you were clean when you was originally clean and came back, you wasn't struggling. Yeah. And I felt like that was the time for you to really be straight. And I know, like, addiction is going to be a forever thing you struggle with, right? Yeah. But for it to now be it, I'm like, you was just fine, like, before you went to Africa. Yeah. And um, so she goes to the shelter. They're trying to help um, Einstein get into college. I'm, it's weird that no one... Einstein going to die, huh? Yeah, I think he's going to be the, he the, he the guinea pig. Uh, I get Dion having this closed-minded view of the world. I don't understand how Wanda and Lee cannot explain better than, no, oh, they just want you to write, like, fam, do you want to live in the hood all day? Do you want to hear gunshots all day? You good with numbers. You could be an accountant and be making so much more and live and get away from all of this. So, Lee, let's get to, let's get Lee out the way uh, real quick because when Lee came back, he went to visit some people. Jerome and Louie were assholes to him. Big time. Man, big time assholes. And I was like, come on. First of all, he ain't even been here. He don't even know what's happening. No, he and had no idea. Upset. No idea that Avenue had been disappearing and everything. The only person that gave him real advice to me was uh was uh Franklin. Cause he said, Yo, you either gotta pick a side or get the fuck out of here, cause this shit is going crazy. So when he's trying to fix up the projects and Dion keeps shooting out the lights, even though Dion had told him, like, yo, you stay out my way, we good, blah, blah. Dion, Dion was doing too much. And I, yo, I commend Lee for sitting there, but you talking about my wife like you because you done fucked her when she was high on crack as if that was some accomplishment. I don't know why you think that was some big thing, but running those and then they had this fight. I was so nervous over this fight, boy. I was like, Lee, come on. Let me tell you this whole episode, I was like, Leon gonna die. Like, <laughs> like Leon is going to die in this episode because they sometimes they can be so ruthless, right? Yeah. So it was originally, it was originally when Franklin end up burning dude's face and then yeah. dude went over to is it Kane? Yeah, he went back to talk to Kane, yes. When he went to go talk to Kane and he was like, I know where them niggas at. And so I'm thinking he I'm thinking oh, originally you mean, you mean no, he he talked to uh he talked to Jerome and Louis. That's when he said he knew where they were. Oh yeah, yeah. Jerome Lee, he knew where Kane and then or whoever was. Yes. Right? And I was like, it's the moment when they when Leon and Wanda sitting in front of the house talking on the in the project. I was like, they is finna drive by on this block and either one of them or both of them is gonna get shot and I'm not yeah. ready. And I'm talking about, you know how you watch a show and you be like, chill, I had to sit up. Because I was just, <laughs> I was so nervous. So nervous. And then the second time was the fight scene. Because I was like, Leon getting in his ass. And I'm like, as soon as Leon, Leon turned away, he gonna He'll shoot him. Yeah. And I was just, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not prepared. I wasn't My ready anxiety. for that. I was thinking to myself this whole time. I was nervous. I was, I was kind of surprised that Wanda was like get his ass Lee beat him up beat him up like she was just like yo give it she to like, him baby. <laughs> but uh, they gonna have to find another way they got to get out of here because I don't think Dion gonna take that on the chin I think Dion gonna come back with the strap absolutely not they got to go uh, let's get to Franklin and his meeting with Kane Franklin is good for e- so here's here's my thing because we talked about this a couple of seasons ago well last season Franklin does the I'm gonna get mad, and I got, I'm glad he got called out on it because he did it with the mother-in-law when they found out like the middleman helped Teddy move the money, and he's like, "Well, we uh-huh. back at fucking square one," and then she's like, "Well, you just gonna yell and get mad, you know?" Or the mom and the mom said, "You know, the people who survive are the ones who keep their cool." So he wanted to go on this trip with them, and V told him correctly, like, "Fam, you just gonna be in the hotel room losing your mind." So this man said, hell, I'm a franchisee. <laughs> I got a business to run. Let me go run my business. He go talk to uh-huh. Kane and say, yo, y'all ain't cooking it up right. Go up there and told Todd, if you want to cook, nigga, then cook and put burn that man's face. And told people, if y'all trying to make some money, y'all can stay. If not, get the fuck out. 
And I, yo, I don't know why I'd be happy when dudes come and be like, I just want to make some money. I'm like, yeah, that's the right move, mug. Get off of that. That's smart. That's yeah. smart. But this dude going back to be like, um. So first he goes, first he goes to Kane and he said, yo, I held shit down for you while you uh-huh. was out, blah, blah. And he said, uh, Kane was like, listen, Frankie is a hoe. Hoes make me money. Don't fuck up the money. So then he go over to Jerome and Louie. It was like, fuck Frankie. I mean, fuck Frankie. He said, fuck Kane and fuck your nephew too. I know how to get them dudes, right? So then I love this because you could tell that this was a conversation between two alpha males, button heads, when you see Kane and Franklin and sitting Franklin. there uh-huh. arguing like, yo, you ain't going to tell me this, blah, blah. And the moment them gunshots hit, they are the best friends in the world trying to survive. I think he's got some kudos with Kane for helping him out. Yo, <laughs> when Franklin said, Todd, nigga, pop, shot him in the head. Like, what is your problem? <laughs> Like nigga, what? Yo, that whole I was like, scene. You get all that to set him up only to die. Yeah, that whole scene was giving me walking, walking dead vibes. How they, these, people, they was going through the house, coming out, blah blah. Oh, I loved it. First of all, how was y'all getting in here? I, what? Because you didn't come through the back door. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Who picked them up in the backyard? How I did don't you know. not pick me up? I. I was just like, but the cinematography yes. or the camera movement or whatever you want to do, amazing. Yeah, it was it was, really it was sweeping through the but house. But if I'm being honest, I do see holes, and I feel like certain things have been poorly written. Yeah, it, it, it some and of it don't make sense. Um, it, I feel the board, and I don't know his act, the actor's name, but Gustavo's character is in a rock in a hard place and i feel like they really wanted From every angle though like he yeah. can't catch a break they really wanted his character was supposed to be with lucia and i get that actress was dealing with drug problems and being around fake drugs was triggering so she's done oh is that why she mm-hmm. left yeah that's why she ended up leaving the show and now he's got this new family and he's trying to do this and he's dealing with the cia the dea and the kgb with and ruby KGB. Mm-hmm. and he's just i'm like how you the one that's caught Hey, call Bow Tree. Yes. Um, if we What's be, Gustavo's best move? What you think? It it might At just this be. Point, I'm finna get all them Teddy and back the fuck up out of there. Yeah, because because it, it seems like DEA and KGB is the same thing. Like he could he could basically have both of them show up at the same time. Like y'all handle yeah. this. I'm out of this. Um, and move on. Teddy and old girl, I don't care about them at all. I get why you giving me her because Teddy can't go back to his wife and his kid that he act like don't even exist anymore. But she getting her like that whole was they such feel a, like they just threw her in the show. They did in her getting away. Remember how the, so the, so at the end of season five, we think Ruben snatches her up, but she ends up running away and then gets in a holding cell. And I was like, really? That's how that happened? Yeah. All right, cool, yeah. whatever. Um. Anything else in this? Wanda shot to Lee tries to point to Lee versus Dion. All right. Let's do three. It's a it's a number that's catering to me. If you need more, if you need less, not don't do no more than three. If you only need one, if I have to pick three people to survive, I'm sorry. I think it's gonna be Gustavo, Lee, Lee, and Dion. I mean, sorry, Lee and Wanda. I'm okay if those three are the only ones that survive this. Everybody else feels like they were more evil or more dastardly or whatever you want. If they don't get out, they don't get out. I'd be mad. I would be mad, but I would understand if Teddy's the only one that survives. And then, like, 1992, the government just kills him out the blue. Like, because keep his mouth shut. <laughs> um, Three people I think I'll make it. Or you want you want to make it. Not who you think. Or you just, want to yeah. make it. Just three, huh? Yeah, we can't get the whole cast. We ain't doing Snowfall Next Generation. <laughs> I don't want the whole cast. Right, you I want, want your three plus Franklin. Without V? Yeah, I don't like her. But he, she got a baby. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Bel Air is still good. We, ain't, we can't talk about Not it yet. Bel Air is still good. <laughs> Bel Air is still, still interesting. Each episode is still pretty good. Uh, I, so. I don't know why I keep forgetting about it, but I definitely need to go look into it. Uh, by any chance, and I'm pretty sure I know this wasn't on the docket, but did by any chance, did you catch any of the SWV escape? No, show? how was it? Child, 
episode one. This is about to be messy. That damn Latasha is something <laughs> else. And her mammy. The way that I'll say this. It starts off with them not being in a good place, right? Yeah. And Candy, Tamika, and Tiny are all having a discussion at the studio. Supposedly, what happened when they were in Vegas, Tamika and Candy's studio, I mean, trailer part, when they, like, go back and change, Mm -hmm. they got locked out of it for an hour. Okay. Tasha got upset and left. And that was the last they had spoke to her. So they had, there was end up being like a a text message thing or chain going on. And she was mad and she was like, y'all can kiss my ass. <laughs> and Tamika, remember Tamika and Tasha, so Tamika was like, you ain't like, girl, if you had asked to kiss, being mm. funny, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm mad at you, but I'm still cracking this joke. She went off and was like, it's body shaming. Now, oh, granted, we okay. know that Tasha was a bigger woman yep. back in her earlier days. So I can understand how that is traumatizing and triggering for you. However, I don't. I would think as in that being your sister, that you would have known that in some shape, way, form, or fashion, this was it was supposed to be funny. It didn't come off funny, but it was supposed to be funny, yeah. right? So, like, that. that's there. So you fast forward through um, this, through the episode and SWV and Escape meet to discuss if this is a good plan for them to go on tour together. Mm-hmm. Tasha sees Tamika for the first time and like, mm, like barely say a word to her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring it up and she's pretty much like, I don't think, I don't know, we still got some stuff to work on within our group. Problem number one, why are you discussing um, this with other people? Mm-hmm. We got internal issues. We're going to come into this conversation like we all cool though. Yeah. We can go back to yeah. talk about what the fuck we got going on because we need to get to the shmoney, honey. Mm-hmm. Don't bring our personal problems to public. That don't even make no sense. And so, they try to, so SWB trying to be like a guide and like, like y'all can work through it. Y'all sisters, y'all family. We gonna, you know, we three don't get along all the time either, but we push through because we getting this shmoney, you know, whatever. So then you fast forward some more and Tamika and Tasha's mother says, I need y'all to come over so we can talk because we need to come to resolve this same problem. Mm-hmm. The mama toxic. <laughs> so, like, like, she toxic, Tasha toxic. I ain't never felt so bad for Tamika. She pretty much was laying there like, you always take her sad. You never see what I, you know, you never see the wrong that she do. And she stole my money. I was like, oh, shit. Now she just stole the money. It's episode one, John. Yeah, that's just episode one. one. That's that's crazy. <laughs> I um, was like, I'm invested. Okay. Something. I got breaking news. I don't got my little soundboard hooked up, but it looks like Sierra and Eric have broke up from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you how you almost just fucked me up. You said it looks like Sierra, and I thought you was finna say Russell. Oh, okay. I was like, and I was about to be like, yo, what? Sierra like, Gates. She posted, "My whole life, I've hustled very hard to make sure everyone is this else like a third engagement. Yeah, was straight this year. I'm straight this year. I'm being selfish. It's about me and only me. Y'all know that commas are an endangered species online. Y'all do not oh want to use commas. Commas, pyramids, <laughs> exclamation points, fucking semicolons." Every, that's why I messed everything. up that sentence. I'm like, wait, you should have had a. And another thing, you black men need to go get jobs if entrepreneurship not work for your ass. Seriously, Sierra, sick. I'm gonna tell you why I already feel like this shit is wrong just because what I see on TV from you. Seriously, sick. Y'all acting like y'all got money and then and don't got the damn money for real. Be mad at me, but if I buy my motherfucking cars cash, you need to do the same thing. I'm tired. Stop buying brand new cars cash. It's a bad investment. I'm not owned, I'm not dating. <laughs> I'm only dating my tax bracket. I'm well off. So if you don't got it, don't check for me. All right. Good luck. So funny thing I saw on the interwebs today, and it's old, but Shad Moss, a.k.a. Bow Wow, <laughs> like Bow-Wow? old, 2017 old. And I shared it on my thing because I just thought it was funny. He states, I don't want a relationship, exclamation point. They hold you back, period. From what? New pussy? 
Like, how confused. I want a best friend I can sleep with, make love to, hustle with, get money with, travel with, shop with, club with, and live life with. I want a partner in crime, a life partner, someone that I can laugh with and build with. A woman I'm not afraid to lose because I know they'll always be there. Relationships are played, but a partnership I'll take. The comment underneath that says, and I ain't never been so tickled. I don't want a salad. (laughs) I want some lettuces and tomatoes. I just want lettuce, tomatoes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. cucumbers, shredded carrots, a little boiled egg, and Italian vinaigrette. Mm -hmm. Salads are overrated. But a shredded vegetable medley, <laughs> I'll take. Exactly. What you? I saw that and was like, "Huh?" But men really be thinking like that. Like yeah. you can't give me all of this and then be like, "But we ain't in a relationship." Mm-mm. Excuse me, say what? Mm-mm. Why are you putting labels on it? We kicking it, <laughs> even though we go forever going... kicking yeah. it. Forever kicking it. What did you think about this tweet? Let's be the last one. Michael was... Michael B. Jordan is cute, but doesn't have any edge. He just looked like he just looked dot dot dot. I don't know dot 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 responsible. He looked like he know where his birth certificate at. I don't look nothing like Michael B. Jordan, but I do know where my birth certificate at. I know where mine is. Let me tell you something. That's what's wrong with people. Y'all be wanting these thug ass, bullshit ass niggas who but they can't leave the country. <laughs> can't leave the country. <laughs> like, oh, we go, I can't get a passport. He don't know where his birth certificate at. Like, wait, what? Why would I not want someone who find irresponsible? That uh, makes sense. Yo, between her and Bow Wow. All right, that is it, y'all. At one and only. <laughs> no, sorry. Hope you enjoyed the pod. <laughs> Hope you uh you can tweet me at one and only. You can tweet Shell. Yeah, text Shell. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on the Snappity Chat at I Miz with the Z Shell. Make sure you follow the website, 1515F. Check it out the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Until next time, guys. I say peace, she says. Bye.